always two that are a master and an apprentice. One to embody power and one to crave it. I'm the master, Dan. And I'm the apprentice, Jake. And this week on Master and Apprentice, Jake is taking a long time to respond. Long time to respond? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it does seem like there's a, a distance between us. Well, we, we're doing something different this week, Jake. Uh, oh, yeah? What, what are we doing this week? This idea. Well, I did, because I'm the master. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Basically, it's a it's a thing we'll do on the podcast from time to time called create a character, where we create a character based on a specific guideline. Like, uh, you got to create a bounty hunter, or you got to create a Rodian, or whatever. And for the first one, we decided to do Sith. So we both created a Sith with a backstory and everything, and we're going to talk about them. Okay, bet. I love the enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, hated this challenge. No, yeah, it was a lot of fun, man. It was. It's it was, cool going into. It's uh, very fun. All right, well, uh, Jake, how difficult uh, or easy uh, was this for you this week? Oh, uh, you know, I'm not super well versed in all of the Star Wars mythos. What? But it was fairly easy. I, I, I know, right? I play a lot of D and D, so I'm I'm pretty good at making characters um, on on the fly. So it wasn't too difficult to make a character that was somewhat interesting and could fit into their own story. Yeah. Well, uh, right off the bat, I gotta say, Jake kept his very simple, created characters, backstory, and everything. I wrote the, my character's life from birth to death. So I got a whole fucking story. Jesus. I'll try to not, like, make this a three-hour podcast of me telling the story, but we'll see. Oh, my Lord. All right, well, let's kick All it right. off, Jake. Tell us, tell us about your character. Okay. Uh, I got some overview stuff and then we'll get into the story um so this is a sith uh this is a sith a long time ago so it she goes by dark lord kukri okay uh birth name is numa zaveri gender is female age at death is 46 she died young she was a twi'lek she did die young She's Twi'lek. She's five foot four. She has an orange complexion and a black eye color and two long lekus. Okay. Um, so pretty much like any Twi'lek other than her colors, a little weird, you know? Yeah. Uh, her force powers, like her notable ones, uh, she has an enhanced force sensitivity. Um... She has force choke, but it's a little bit different than most. She has, so she has force drain, but at a lesser degree. So she can kind of sap people's abilities, but it doesn't last very long and it's not very strong. That might come into play later too. Yeah. Um, 
she has telekinesis and mind trick that's you know just obvious and that's all i gave her more than i was like and eh, no, 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 i'm gonna bring her back a little bit she's not that strong she's the most powerful Sith. it's just time. a way right it's the way she uses her abilities it's interesting to her character more than her abilities themselves gotcha okay <clears throat> so we'll get into it in an age before the rule of two a young female twilight by the name of nua zaveri was born she was born on ryloth like many other of her kind she was born in the city of nabat with two loving parents and an older brother this didn't last long all right i'm done with that uh <laughs> it didn't last long she was she was about two when she was captured by slavers oh yeah i know real original She was transported to a hut-controlled planet by the name of Farpondo. A male Weequay named Sebastian took her to Farpondo. She spent a few years with a slave mother who raises children to become, you know, better for buyers uh she spent most of her adolescent ages up until like the age of 14 with the huts um being traded you know back and forth between different masters uh, she was liked because of her complexion but um she often had a way about her that people didn't like because uh, through her charm and her manipulation of the force she was able to make the other slaves do her bidding which the huts didn't like but it didn't work on the huts you know they're strong-willed yeah so it was interesting um but so they could prove anything but they kind of just got rid of her um but she was uh bought by a human male at the age of 14 his name was garcione uh, normally the huts wouldn't trade with a human, um, but with enough credits, anything's possible, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Garcione was a Sith at the time. You know, might be one of those he calls himself a Sith Lord, but you know he doesn't have that much of a following. Cool. So uh, that Ventress. Mm-hmm. At the at the time, you know, being a Sith Lord didn't really mean anything more than you called yourself a Sith Lord, so. Uh, But Garcione trained Numa for years until she was about 21, and she became powerful in her her subtle ability to use the Force. Uh, She took her native language from Ryloth in in the Twi'lek language, being able to use their lekus to talk with sign language, and she was able to force choke with her lekus. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, she was able to use a lot of her abilities with her lekus. Not, she could, you know, she was stronger with bigger body movements, but she was able to subtly use them. And so I thought that was a pretty cool idea. No, that's really cool. Um, her lightsaber combat was probably, even at the end of her life, about the ability of an jedi knights so she wasn't super good but not terrible 
the crystal she was given um, from her master made her eat that much worse at lightsaber combat. Uh, it's a synthetic crystal that she bled from Starok originally. Um, but her master eventually, you know, succumbed to fear and insanity, tried to kill her. As you do. Um, this is the way of all Sith. Yeah. Uh, and because of her abilities, she was able to defeat him. Uh, she, she used her, her, basically her drain ability to sap her master's power to defeat him. Uh, she then went off to kill two Jedi, a Jedi and his apprentice, and got and bled those crystals to make a long lightsaber and a short lightsaber. Um, and she used these mainly throughout her life. She turned herself into a bit of a Jedi hunter, but she didn't, you know, she wasn't that knowledgeable of the Jedi, so she mainly just killed Padawans. She never had to fight anything that was too difficult, but she tattooed herself anytime she would kill a Jedi. Okay. Um, she spent her last 10 years uh, fighting other Sith Lords and Jedi because, you know, Sith Lords all hated each other. Of course. Uh, she had a little bit of a following of her own, but not many. And uh, she didn't want too many because she knew that, like, she killed her master, they would kill her. <laughs> of course. Um, and then she was eventually killed by an Athorian Jedi by the name of... Man, you know, I had this name. It sounded cool at the time, but now I don't know how to say it. Uh, Besnazulam. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. And that's about it. That's that's about her story. And I didn't really write like, too much more than that, you know. I love that she got killed by an Athorian. That's awesome. Yeah. Alright. Well, that's not bad. I enjoyed that. Uh, the the Leku thing about being able to use her force abilities to that, I've never heard of that before. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I thought that would be interesting because I because I was doing some research on on Twi'leks and stuff, and it said they, you know, can use their appendages for sign language. That's how they talk. So I was yeah. like, wow, that's fucking cool. Why wouldn't Why wouldn't they be able to use their force abilities? So it's definitely interesting. All right, uh, uh, Disney, don't steal that from me. <laughs> Copyrighted. Yeah. So mine, uh, I take a lot of stuff both from canon and legends, but nothing that would conflict with the current canon. Um, okay. I'll just go ahead and start with an overview of the character. At the time of death, he is 37 years of age. Not very old at all. Um, okay. Wow. He is, he's not a very big dude, pretty, pretty normal size, six foot, about 220-ish. Um, he has one curved hilted red lightsaber and we'll get into why the saber is significant in the story um basically his most powerful attribute is he has the power to drain the life force from living beings and because of that 
he has so much life force energy in his body that he's deteriorated to the point where the left side of his face is almost completely gone. Uh, he wears a half mask over the side of his face that's not fucked up. So you can only see the fucked up part of his face and then this like mask that he uses to scan life forms. Uh, he wears dark red Sith robes, very kind of classic robes. And uh, that's pretty much it for him physically. Okay. Jesus Christ. Yeah. But to get into the story, so he was born on Yavin 4. This is about 500 years after the rise of Skywalker. Hmm. So it's about 500 years after the rise of Skywalker. And, uh, you know, Rey has rebuilt the Jedi Order. Everything is kind of back to the way it was. There's a Republic. There's an Order. They don't necessarily work together. Um, but they're not corrupt like they were thousands of years ago. Um, in this time, the Jedi Code has changed. And Jedi are now allowed to marry and have children. So, two Jedi... If I can find their names. Uh, give me a second. Okay. So two Jedi Masters by the name of Dak Risnu and Enid Ovel Risnu, who are both on the council, uh, give birth to a child that they name Jarek Risnu. Jarek is unnaturally strong in the dark side of the Force, and to the point at 10 years of age, he has, uh, he got into an altercation with another Padawan at the temple and almost killed him with a force choke. After that event, <laughs> Jarek's parents took him to the planet of Solus and abandoned him. Uh, and so because of that, he was forced to work on Solust uh, in the forgeries. He forged weapons, blades, and all this other stuff. And he, because of this, his hatred grows for his parents, and he swears to one day come back and get his revenge. While during this time, the Sith has kind of come back. There's a Sith council. There's about ten Sith in the galaxy right now. Um, they have an army, but they're nowhere near as strong as the Jedi, who are like 800 strong at this point. So the Sith uh, are trying to recruit more, and they come across Solust. This is about 10 years after Jarek has been left there. And this Sith Lord named Darth Exter, or I'm sorry, Darth Anon, who is the leader of the Sith, discovers him and brings him back to Korriban, where he decides to train him. So Darth Anan, the first thing he does is saying that, you, that he needs a name. And so he takes the word that means soulless, because he sees that there's no soul in this kid, and he names him Darth Improbus. And so Improbus starts training at the, at the Sith Temple, 
and he starts to learn gradually from all the masters there, but it's limited. There's only 10 Sith, and, you know, there's the training methods are not very good, so he uses the archives a lot. And it's in the archives where he finds the holocrons of the first Sith Triumvirate, which was Darth Kreia, Darth Sion, and Darth Nihilus. And he learns the techniques of force drain and how to keep your body or keep your soul and spirit intact, even when your body has completely deteriorated. And he decides after he learns that the Sith Triumvirate pretty much wiped out the Jedi, that there should only be three Sith and that that way they can accomplish everything they need to uh, without slaughtering each other. And so he decides to kill the Sith Council. Um, but to do that, he needs an accomplice. He finds one of the Sith, Darth Exter, and turns him to his plan. Together, they go to Tatooine, and Improbus digs up the lightsaber of Anakin Skywalker. He destroys it and bleeds the crystal and puts it into his own hilt. So he's defiled the Chosen One's weapon. They go back to Korriban, and they slaughter the entire Sith uh, Council. They give this big speech to the Sith army and tell them that they were weak and that they were never planning on attacking the Jedi, and they want to destroy the Jedi. And so it's at that moment that he creates the rule of three and they go out looking for a third member of the Sith Triumvirate. It's on Utapau where they encounter a Chiss woman, which Chiss is the race that Grand Admiral Thrawn is. They're blue with red eyes mm -hmm. and they end up sensing the force strength in her and they end up turning her to the dark side and they name her Bailu. And so Belu and Exter train over Improbus, and they eventually form the new Sith Triumvirate. And they have this giant army of soldiers, and they attack the Jedi Temple on Yavin 4. Now, at this point, the Jedi are led by the Grand Master General Hoth Skywalker, who is a descendant of Rey. And he immediately senses the attack, and... Uh, he faces off with Darth Improbus, and Improbus kills him with the crystal from Anakin Skywalker. He then drains his life force, and he goes and searches for his parents, which he finds protecting the young Jedi recruits and Padawans. And he ends up torturing them with the force, shattering their bones, twisting their bodies, before draining their life essence as well. So he's got the force energy of like five people now, at least. And so the Sith sack the Jedi Temple and kill five of the 800 living Jedi. The other 300 flee to the Republic, where <laughs> um, the apprentice of Hoth, Veritak, who is half um, half human, half Tuscan Raider, 
is has been working on some diplomacy matters. Whoa. And, yeah. She finds out her master was killed and that's kind of sacked and everything. And so she faces off with Darth Improbus. And their face off, it's very apparent he's a much skilled, much better swordsman than her because he inherited his lightsaber form from Count Dooku. He considered Dooku to be the greatest swordsman of all time, and so he studied his swordsmanship. Um, mm-hmm. Vera is able to use the Force to uh, strengthen herself. She has battle meditation, and through the fight, she ends up redirecting his own lightning at him, which starts to deteriorate his left mm. side completely, so his arm is gone. And then in combat, she's able to cut off his other arm. And so he's he's down two limbs, he can't fight anymore. And in a last-ditch effort to destroy the Republic, he uses all the Force energy in his body to summon all of the Sith fleet in the air. And he's pulling them towards uh, Coruscant. He's going to blow up Coruscant by crashing all these uh, ship cruisers into the surface. And so Veritak is forced to slaughter him right there in order to save the Jedi and the Republic. And that's the end of Darth Improbus. Hmm. Yeah. Well, damn. Yeah. It takes place over span of like 15 years. And I mean, the other two Sith survived. Yeah. So they could be out there and still wreak havoc. But I mean, that's that's pretty much the story. So the rule of three. The rule of three. Mm-hmm. Which I actually. I took that kind of from a real place. It wasn't an actual rule in Legends, but in KOTOR 2, there is a Sith okay. Triumvirate that almost wiped out the Jedi. And so that's... Hmm. He found those holocrons from those three Sith. Interesting. God damn. Yeah. So we both have some of the the drain ability yeah that was interesting mine to a much like Hmm. worse extent for the user yeah because his body was folding in on himself yeah yours is yeah that's crazy that's like a truly horse see you went for a horrifying looking Sith someone who strikes fear into their enemies I, uh, I took a lot of it from Dark Nihilus from KOTOR 2, because that's what uh-huh. he did. He would basically, I mean, he could eat whole planets with force, but it, it deteriorated his entire body to where he was just a mm-hmm. spirit in robes. He didn't have a body anymore. Hmm. So, yeah, that's where I got most of that from. It's horrifying. And then I took uh, my from Bane and stuff too, with the creating a rule and everything. Right, right. I I took my the idea of mine, like as far as like I wanted a character who was innocent, as far as the way they look, because I like the whole thing was like I wanted someone who was more of an assassin-ish. So I guess Asajj is kind of like a good way yeah. of saying it. 
but at the same time, she's completely. I don't know. Asajj isn't pretty. So, <laughs> like, I wanted to make a, tr like, a truly a manipulator. Someone who is able to make someone do whatever they wanted. Yeah. And was, would, would probably be a great spy. But, you know, was a Sith instead. Yeah, I wanted to create someone who was the biggest threat that the galaxy had seen. And... I yeah. wanted to, in the story, make it to where the audience would hate him, not just be like, oh man, he's the bad guy. And that's why I had him bleed Anakin's crystal and kill the last Skywalker, and essentially ending that bloodline. So in... Hmm... Would your story be a movie focused on the villain, or would it be a, a movie focused on one of the heroes? Um, I would say... Or, or would it be a TV show, or... It would probably fit best as a video game. And okay. I'd, prob I'd probably focus on Vera, the Jedi apprentice, who fights him in the end. Okay. It's probably who I'd focus on, because this dude's evil. I wouldn't want to follow him for a whole story. <laughs> yeah, sounds pretty not. Pretty bad. I mean, it'd be kind of like play playing a Bane own. story. I mean, can you imagine playing as this guy slaughtering his parents, and absorbing their life energy? Yeah, that would be a little much. It's a little, little cruel. Yeah, I tried. Well, to, all right. I tried to create like different races in a lot of my characters too. That's why I had Vera was half Tuscan, which I also stole from Legends. Oh, that's a thing? I was like, what the fuck? Well, in Legends, it's not necessarily half Tuscan, but Darth Crate was a human raised in Tuscan society. Okay. But I took that because hmm. Darth Crate doesn't fit in the canon at all, so I just stole that. Yeah, I with mine I did a lot of research, and I I wanted originally to do a half Twilock, half human, um, yeah. kind of like I know, what is it Hera and Kanan? They yeah, have Hera a kid that's half, Jason, right? And he's half. Yeah. So it's possible to have halves, but I was like, eh, whatever. Yeah. It was a long time ago. So. Also, but I had to do a lot of research. I learned a lot. Yeah. You'll do that when you, you apply yourself. Not like in high school. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, exactly. Yeah, not like in high school. Also, the, uh, the Jedi Grandmaster I created, Hoth, is named not after the planet, but the ancient Jedi general from the Army of Light that fought the Brotherhood of Darkness. Yeah. And then, of course, I knew that. You know. But that. maybe not everyone. Not everyone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's that's the overall story. I shortened it down a lot because I could have gone on for hours. Because I had okay. a lot of okay. little things in there too. Like uh, I had him going to Exegol at one point, 
and finding a, a holocron left by Palpatine. Uh, so I had a lot of stuff. Oh, man, you skipped some of the best parts. Well, that wasn't important to the character. Because, I mean, he learned all right, the right. strain and the triumvirate stuff from from them. The Palpatine thing was really just him. It was kind of like a cliffhanger. Like, he knows how to transfer his life essence. So maybe as he was dying, he did that. But we don't know. Mm-hmm. So he could be alive. Okay. But, uh, yeah. I definitely made him made him ugly and evil. Ugly and evil. And he's a white dude, dude, so he's the perfect lead for a movie. Well, I don't have uh, much anything else to say. That's yeah. That's pretty much it. It's it's a shorter episode just because. We kind of needed a week yeah. before we do what we're doing next. Because um, the next yeah. episode is going to be... We have to be super prepared, and it's going to be long as hell. Actually, the That's next true. one... We'll definitely make it up next week. Oh, yeah. The next one might... It might be so long, we might have to cut it to two episodes. I don't know yet. Because I'm about... That's I'm possibility. done, and I have a lot of notes on what we're talking about. Uh, yeah, I did not take notes this time. Shit, um, notes. Just because I was at work when I was when I was doing yeah. the research for this episode, this next one. But it's fresh in your uh, mind, though. But it definitely it'll. I, I yeah, I, I I retained a lot, so mm-hmm. I. I I'm still thinking about all of, like the stuff I want to talk about. I'm like, oh yeah. shit, oh shit, oh shit. All right, well, let's just go ahead and tell them, Jake. What are we talking about next week? So next week we're going to be diving into Path of Destruction, the first book about Darth Bane. That's right. It's the, the my favorite book in all of Star Wars, canon or non-canon. Um, gonna we're gonna get into it it's so good i had him listen to the audiobook i'm re-listening to it and uh it's very good we're gonna do it next week and uh yeah so sorry for the shorter episode but this one is on me i needed more time to prepare for darth bane so next week we'll be back with probably a very long episode and we'll see you then bye